and welcome to Hope For Me. Live, a new national ministry designed to uh, bring healing to the nations through biblical counseling from a pastoral and a counselor's point of view. Today, this is part two of Fighting for Freedom from Fear. Fear is the foundation of almost every mental health struggle that you're going to deal with. So when we learn to deal with the foundation, we then can learn to take care of those symptoms because so many people treat the symptoms without treating the root of those symptoms, which is most of the time is fear. So Angie, let's start talking about fear becoming our friend, right? which is an odd thing to say, but in the end, we can make friends with our demons, can't we? We can, and and fear is is something that we can get very comfortable with. Um, it can masquerade as our friend, especially if it's something that's been with us for a long time, and we've kind of let take um, a foundational place in our heart and in mm-hmm. our mind. And so it it can masquerade sometimes as as something that's that's good for you. It could masquerade as maybe wisdom, <clears throat> cautiousness. Um, you know, I'm not being fearful. I'm being cautious. It's, it's wise to make sure everything is okay and, and can't go wrong. <clears throat> so in the, in that sense, it could masquerade as our friend. So we candy coat the situation. Right, right. Where we, we've just gotten so used to living with it. Um, we don't recognize it as fear at this point. Um, mm-hmm. we've kind of justified its presence, um, with cautiousness or being safe, um, but, and, and there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with cautiousness. There's nothing wrong with being safe, but if it's going to hinder you from living your life in a healthy way or making decisions that are good for you, that's when it becomes an issue. Now you have a great testimony. Um, we've had a caller, uh, call our hotline many, many times. And, um, this caller, uh, gave us a call recently and the light just snapped on with this specific person. Right. Some of the things that, you know, um, you know, that, that we've discussed throughout the time is, is the fear factor. Mm -hmm. And how do you tell the difference between trying to be cautious and wisdom and dealing with fear? And so through that process of understanding, um, where fear came from Mm -hmm. in her life Mm -hmm. and how it just kind of slowly took over once she let it take root. And then it was difficult for her to make decisions or process things well, because she was always so fearful. And when she realized this is holding me back from the things that I want. This mm-hmm. is holding me back from pursuing things for myself and my children. And then she began to go ahead and take that process of getting healing from where those fears took root, um, asking God to change her mindset, her heart, mm-hmm. um, to a place of trusting in Him, moving out of fear into faith, realizing she can't control everything. Bad things are going to happen, but we don't live in fear of them. We trust that God will walk us through. So it was just a snap. It went on for her after months yeah, of Yeah, I like that snap. It was an aha moment. But yes. to get to the aha moment, it took months and months of wrestling and um, counseling. And one of the things people don't realize for our hotline, and the number, by the way, is 657-HAPPY-ME, uh, one of the things that people don't realize is we're not just a one-time hotline. We, um, you know, as long as we have the time in our, our schedules, and we do right now, is that we will we can offer follow-up counseling right. multiple times, even dozens of times. Again, if you know if we're not too busy, and at this point we are not, so you can begin to set up a schedule, and we do this all free of charge. This right. is a ministry to us, and the Lord has people that help fund this ministry. 
Um, and we're here for you. So we just literally are waiting for you to call that number at 657-HAPPY-ME. Right. And I think it's key that, you know, something you mentioned is just a key thing is this is a return caller. Right. She was proactive, realizing she does not want fear to have a grip on her anymore. She was proactive in calling and calling again and calling again when she got stuck in a, in an area where she wasn't sure how to move forward. And so being able to walk her through that journey and now she's experiencing freedom, not just in for herself, but in those around her and her relationship, she's mm -hmm. able to bring that freedom to them as well. So it's a huge thing. And don't ever underestimate when you put in that work to, to get that freedom from fear, it really pays off. A passive stance will never conquer fear. That's very important for everybody to understand. Right. Okay? A passive stance will never conquer fear. You have to understand that to conquer fear, and we're going to move your mic a little bit, so let's okay. just do that. Hopefully okay. that doesn't bother too many people. But um, <clears throat> if you just, you know, hope it goes away or you do a few things here and there, it, no. You need to proactively fight it right. if you want to have the freedom right. that God wants you to have. And that's what's so cool. God wants you to have the freedom. That's his desire. Now, he's not going to just, you know, fling a magic wand your way. Oh, you're free. Okay. Right. It is a partnership that you have to take with him. And that's how he's designed Christianity. It's a partnership. Right. You know? Right. And unfortunately, fear, it's always going to be present in this world. It will always come after us. Mm. It will always try to insert itself in our lives. So the reason why God doesn't just snap, take it away um, instead, he chooses to teach us how to deal with it right. so it can't take us over because he not only just wants us to be free of the grip of fear now, but he wants us to know how to maintain it. So if it tries to come back, we know how to deal with it. We can face it head on. Yeah. And that magic wand in the sky idea, you know, which is a fallacy according to scripture. Uh, the other reason why he doesn't want to do that is because he wants you to learn <clears throat> the processes involved. Right. So you, once you are given that freedom, or I can even say take that freedom. Right. Once you do that, then you can help people. Right. With it. So it replicates itself. He just sends the magic wand in the sky. That doesn't replicate itself. Right. And that certainly doesn't promote the relationship and the trust in him that he wants us to have. Right. Absolutely. All right. So Psalm 56, 3 and 4 says this. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Notice that fear, no, trust. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So much fear is really focused on what people can do to us or what people think of us, isn't right. it? it? It really is. That is such a basis of fear. We're, we're, we can be fearful of so many things. And yes, what people think of us, because we have to live in this world, we have to be around people. We want people to think good of us. Um, but if it take, goes to that extent where you're so fearful to, to interact or to speak or any of those things, that's just not going to be good for you. That's a healthy, that's an unhealthy fear that has taken you over. A lot of people are afraid of the unknown. They don't know what's going to happen. And so they're fearful to move this way or that because they don't know what's going to happen. And so it kind of freezes them or keeps them in this place of um, just being frozen and not, and not moving forward in their lives. So there's lots of places that fear comes from. And let's do a very, very quick spiritual, um, let's say airplane view of it all. Okay. 
you know, folks, um, what can mere mortals do to me? What can what can people, what can man do to me? Right. Well, they can do a lot, but they can't take away your soul. Right. And our time on earth is so limited compared to eternity. Try to compare eternity to one speck of sand. That's your life on a seashore that covers the entire world. Right. That's eternity. That's just the beginning of eternity. So man cannot have that impact on your eternal soul unless you give them the power right. to do that. And that's what fear oftentimes does it gives right. other people power over our soul and that's something god doesn't want what does he say in his word the fear of man is a stumbling block right he causes people to stumble right right all right so now let's go through eight steps to help you fight fear you ready to go angie yeah i'm ready all right <laughs> number one you discover the areas in your life where the fear has taken hold Right. So as we say often on this show, the beginning of healing is the acknowledgement that there's an issue. Mm -hmm. um, and you might be listening to this right now going, I don't think I have an issue with fear. Um, I think we all at some level deal with fear. And so it wouldn't be a bad thing just to look at at what level is fear holding you back in any way, shape or form from the things that are good for you. And I think you're, you're, you're very smart, very wise to say that. I don't care how super Christian you are. Right. The fact is, is that if you're living the human existence, okay, you are going to experience some levels of fear throughout your life. Right. I think it's always an, a healthy thing to kind of go um, take some time. Even if you're happy and you're doing great and you're not having any issues, it's always a healthy thing to, to kind of take inventory mm -hmm. of what's going on in your heart and mind. It's always good for you to say, hey, do I got, am, I, am I healthy in my spirit and my mental status and my emotional status? Am I doing well? Is there anything I need to check on? It's really good to periodically have that. Um, introspection where you're just really making sure that you're on a healthy level and so looking for fear issues is one of them um, to be able to say hey is there anywhere in my life where fear has taken hold of me so you say discover the areas can you just give us an example of some areas of your life that you would find that fear um, God, there's, there, there could be so many, maybe you're, you may be having, you, you're struggling in your relationships mm -hmm. around you and you can't figure out why, why am I struggling with relationships? Mm -hmm. Is there a fear factor in mm -hmm. that area? Is there a fear factor for you applying for that job that you really, really want, but maybe you're just being very shy or procrastinating applying? Is there a fear factor there? Mm -hmm. Is there a fear factor with um, going on a health journey physically? Mm. Is there something that is maybe holding you back from that? So just look at all the areas in your life where money's maybe, a big one. <clears throat> yeah, money, money, absolutely. Is there a fear factor there? Um, are you concerned about not having enough money? Are you concerned? I mean, so, well, like I, don't I know said, anybody concerned about <laughs> having too much money? <laughs> well, to an extent, I, I, I mean, to an extent, yes. It's of course there's, you know, we worry about money. We want to make sure that we're paying our bills and we're. But if it's to the point where you, it becomes an unhealthy fear, where you're just holding on so tightly, um, then that could be an issue. So all of these things, it's good to check and just say, hey, where where are some areas that I'm that I'm I can't seem to get free of? All right. So step number two is discovering the specific root cause. Right. Why? So so for instance, like we mentioned, being fearful, my relationships aren't really working out. I'm I'm fearful of getting too close to people. 
Why is that? Mm -hmm. So now you've looked at some areas where maybe you're fearful, but now you've got to go and find where did that fear start? So you got to go back in your Why? personal history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why am I fearful? What happened that made me that way? Okay, and number, uh, number three is, um, well, I'm looking at your list one through eight, and you went one, two, four. <laughs> I, see that. I, 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 I skipped three. So, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what three is. Uh, <laughs> number three, be proactive in getting healing. Uh, when needed. So we covered that a little bit about you can't be passive. You have to be proactive. You right. have to take the steps. Kind of like the uh, individual caller that called today. They were that over a season of time. Right. And now there's healing. Right. There's healing. So she, part of the process that we did um, is she found those places of fear that took hold in her life. Then we looked, I helped her, we walked back and we looked at the root of those fears. Where did those come from? Mm -hmm. You know, some childhood memories, things like that. And now, now that she knew where the root was, we can now go through a healing process um, for that root. And once you get that healing, that fear is gone. All right, you're going to make a decision number four to face fear and, and avoid the temptation to concede to right. it. That word concede means lose. Right. Fear is is a a feeling. When you have the feeling of fear, it's so powerful mm -hmm. and it's so strong. There's that temptation just to give into it. There's that temptation. It's like, well, I guess I'm just always going to be afraid of this. I'll stay away from that thing um, that's making me afraid. So there's that tempt temptation to concede. But now you are, now it has become your prison. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to try to avoid. Don't be tempted to see. You have to make a decision in your head. I'm going to face this fear, and I'm going to decide to overcome it. I know it's scary. Mm -hmm. I know it might be hard, but I'm going to do it. Now, if you're thinking, I'm going to fight these demons in my life, let me tell you, forget fighting demons. That's just um, silly, silly talk. What you need to do is fight fear because that's where they live. When you yeah. fight the fear, the demons go away. There's no place for them. There is no place. That's they don't live in the light. Right. They live in the fear. That's I mean, a fish lives in water. Human beings live and have to breathe air. Um, angels live in the light, and demons live in the dark, in the fear. Right. That's right. what that's what they do. Right. Right. I mean, the Bible says, you know, that God has not given us a spirit of, a spirit of fear. So he's right. referring to it as a spirit. It he's is a spirit. referring to yeah. it as something that we, we does not belong in us. Mm -hmm. it, we are foreign land to fear mm -hmm. because we are in Christ. And so we have to stand on that and know that God has given us the power to overcome it. Point number five, fear is a liar. Always look for the truth in every situation. Right. You're so judgmental. Fear is a liar. <laughs> really? Fear is a liar. Yeah, it is. It tries to tell you that it belongs there and that it's okay, and it just doesn't. It's, it should not be any part of us. Not to say we don't all struggle with it at times, but we don't let it take up residence in our heart, in our mind, and it will try. It will tell you no one understands, no one's been through what I've been through, no one sees how much it hurts. Um, it's too difficult to overcome. These are all the lies that fear tries to implant in your heart and mind. And it is a lie. How do we know it's a lie? Because the Bible tells us it is. Yeah. All right, number six, we often fear the unknown. Do your part on educating yourself as much as possible and getting advice from others. That's a really good point. Fearing the unknown. Right. And, you know, I, I think on a pastoral side, when I hear this, Angie, what I hear is is that you fear the future because 
for some reason you don't think God has your future in his hand and he doesn't have the power and the ability to walk with you, control it as he sees fit. Right, right. It's It, it does have to do with the lack of understanding about who God is and, and, and who he is to you and for you and what he wants to do in your life. The more that you understand that, the more confident you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. God has your back. Like what can happen? Right. And, and you're, you're always putting your life in his hands. It's this constant, I'm going to put my life in God's hands and trust that he has the best for me. Not to step on anybody's toes, but you know, I have this evangelist inside of me because I've done much more evangelizing over my years than pastoring, pastoring per se. But the fact is, is that when, when you are fearing, you really are showing a lack of trust. Right. You know, but nobody right. has a corner on trusting the Lord. We right. always will struggle to at some point. Number seven, the light makes you stronger, and when it does, freedom will prevail. Right, right. So, so the, it's the fight makes you stronger. So if you decide, oh to well, fight. you know, it's it's cut off on my thing. <laughs> but you know, the light makes you stronger made sense to me. Right. right? But the fight mm-hmm. will make you stronger too. You're right because what what doesn't what doesn't uh, kill you makes you stronger. Right. So once you, or we've said that in the beginning, once you learn how to fight the fear, once you've used the tools that we've given. Um, then, you know, you, it's like practice. It's like continue to use these tools over and every time fear comes, you get out this list, you use these tools and you're fighting fear. And once you, you get good at it, like anything else, you practice it, you get good at it. Pretty soon you're not fearing fear. Mm-hmm. You're seeing fear as the challenge for freedom. I'm, I'm going to keep my freedom. Fear is not going to take me over. Okay. Romans eight fifteen. the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Mm. That's a great verse. Yeah. It's a great verse. The spirit you received doesn't make you a slave so that you live in fear again. In other words, the Bible is calling fear spiritual slavery. Mm. Now, who in the world wants to live, stay in, or get into any form of slavery, spiritual slavery. But this is exactly what happens. And when we begin to see that light, begin to cry out to God in faith and trust, Abba, Father, and place our trust in the Father, that begins the road to healing. Right. Amen. All right, Angie, thank you so very much. A reminder, you're listening to HopeForMe.Live. Go to the website at HopeForMe.Live. You can check out all our shows. A lot of the people that we've counseled over the months have told us that you know, while the counseling has been very, very good for them, once they go online and they listen to the shows and they just get the repetition of the truth over and over and over again, <clears throat> that's where they sometimes see a great deal of healing outside the bounds of speaking to one of our counselors. Mm-hmm. So go to the website, check us out. We'd love to uh, minister to you in that way. All right. We will see you on the next show. Thank mm-hmm. you, Ange. Thank you.